The Durham report has finally been released. We will discuss also Trump eviscerates CNN. And Ron DeSantis is very likely going to make an announcement that he's running for president in the coming weeks. We'll talk about this. Is this the right move for Ron? Let's analyze. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Meet and Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Scott. And welcome. Hey, it's a, it's Tuesday. It's a new week. Thought about doing an episode yesterday, but honestly, just got busy. Didn't really get a chance to. So we're going to do it here today. we got a lot to talk about. We really do. Um, but before we begin, please like, share, subscribe, do all of the things, especially if you enjoy the show, if you hate the show. Um, I don't why I don't know why you continue to listen to it, but thank you for for doing that. It is much appreciated. Um, we do need to listen to more dissenting voices uh, because it's it's just important. So, anyways, we have a lot to get into today, and we're going to start with the Durham report. So, the Durham report finally, finally, we've been waiting years for the Durham report. Um, it's finally been released, and you know, summing up what the report says in a nutshell. It essentially confirms what we already know, right? The Durham report confirms that the FBI worked together with the Hillary Clinton campaign to doctor up this story about Donald Trump being a Russian asset and having ties to Russia um, to effectively wreck his campaign. That's what the report confirms. I should say, I actually should say, entities within the FBI, but we know. We know, right? So this is like, this is like a big deal, right? Like when you hear something like this, when you hear that a Department of Justice investigation discovered that the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the National supposedly nonpartisan, supposedly neutral entity that is our police force for this country, colluded with a candidate's campaign staff to destroy an opposition candidate. What does that make you think? It almost sounds like something that would come out of like an episode of 24. It almost sounds like something that's so far-fetched and so based in fiction that it's impossible to believe that it's real life. But it is. And it's now confirmed by a third party. It's third-party confirmation of something that we have known for a long, long time. Now, what does this mean? Well, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, because here's what I think is going to happen. You ready for this? Nothing. That's right. Nothing is going to happen because of this report. The report comes out. People read it. Some people are going to be upset. CNN's going to try to spin it. And down the rabbit hole we go. And then 2024 rolls around and everyone forgets about it. The Durham report releases in 2023, an innocuous year, 
It impacts the election in zero way. It is going to render zero consequences. Now, perhaps if we take power back, we can ensure that there are consequences. But as it stands right now, no charges are being filed. There's no pursuit of justice here in this regard. Donald Trump is just sort of has to accept the fact that um, he was screwed. Now, we, the American people, need to look at this through a very, very concerned lens. And we really need to be asking a lot of questions here. Why is the FBI acting at the behest of a political candidate? I thought the FBI was a neutral law enforcement agency that was supposed to pursue crimes and was supposed to apply federal justice. That's what I thought. Now that line of thinking is a mistake. The FBI is a tool of the political elite who never experienced justice, but instead get to render justice on their political enemies, which is third world country stuff. So what does that mean about our trust in the FBI? Well, we should have zero. You should never trust the FBI again. Why would you? Um, that That's true. I, I'm almost to the point to where I would say don't trust any government entity or agency. They lie about everything, including the food pyramid. Why would you ever trust them again? You lived through COVID, so did I. They absolutely lied about the vaccines. That's also now fact. It's not a conspiracy theory anymore. They openly lied about the effectiveness of the COVID vaccines and its prevention of spreading COVID-19. There's tons of videos available that you can watch of them doing this. They'll say right now that they didn't. They'll try to gaslight you, but the video exists. It's pretty evidentiarily clear that they, they did in fact lie. They lied about the BLM riots. They lied about January 6th. They continue to lie about that. They manipulate the justice system. They target political enemies with trumped up charges that anybody can see a mile away aren't as serious as they're being, they're being sold. And they don't go after people who commit crimes on one side of the political aisle. All of this is very clear. You can see all of this playing out in front of you. And if you take a step back from your tribe... Like, this is the objective view. You can see it happening. Now, why? You have to ask, why and how? How did our agencies become so corrupt? Have they been corrupt this whole time? Well, that might be true. I mean, look into the CIA's history if you want to see some something that'll take you down that path. But I honestly think the truth is they were corrupted by the narrative of just how evil they perceived Donald Trump to be. I mean, I think there are legitimately people within the FBI, within our military, within, you know, whatever, our government, who believe Donald Trump to be the Antichrist and think that they are her- heroes by standing up and preventing him from being able to run a clean campaign from being able to um, 
you know, have accurate information out there in regards to Hunter Biden and that whole laptop, like the people who, who sub subverted this, the people who stood in the, the way they think they are heroes. They legitimately think that they are heroes. Um, and that, that they are doing what's best for society by keeping Hitler 2.0 out of office. They actually legitimately think that. Now, I think they're being manipulated, of course, by people like the Clintons, duh. And the elites of the, the primarily Democrat party, but also Republican party. Let's not, let's not, um, um, bathe them of their sins as well. They are just as, as crummy and just as corrupt. The uniparty, I guess is what we should say. But how can you not look at the, the, these, how can you not? Okay. Let's say you're an objective person who doesn't belong to either tribe. Let's say you're not a Republican, you're not a Democrat, you're not a conservative, you're not a liberal, maybe you're a libertarian, maybe you're somewhere in the middle, whatever. How can you objectively look at this and then leave, leave that, like leave that evidence thinking, oh, our justice system is fair and balanced and neutral. Our government is fair and balanced and neutral. And the, the bureaucrats that really run the government are fair and balanced and neutral. There's just no way you could. If you were an objectively honest person, who is reviewing this from a non-skeptical, you know, from a, from a, just a, I'm an open book. I'm willing to take anything in. I just want to, I just want the truth. You read this report and you would leave going, oh yeah. Wow. I mean, they, these people should go to jail. Because once you start subverting our political process and then claiming the other side's doing that, by the way, but once you start legitimately doing that, there's serious problems now. Because will you ever walk into an election now thinking it's not rigged? Do you have any trust in that system? Do you have any trust in any system at all? Do you have any trust in big in the medical industry anymore? And these are like concerning things. These are like fall of Rome, like country is about to fall apart things. Because when the, the populace loses its, its trust and its faith in the government, the government ceases to exist, basically. The government is supposed to act at the will of the people. And if the people don't want it anymore, what the heck is what's, what's there? You have what a, a militarily an, an installation, a dictatorship at that point, you have a group of people who are pretending to act as if they are your representatives, even though you no longer want them. You wouldn't have voted for them if you had all the accurate information. Now politicians lie. Duh. Politicians have been lying since the dawn of time. Man, when the FBI starts working with them, you've got to start asking yourself questions. So nothing will come of this. No one's going to be arrested. No action will be taken. And I guess the best that we can do as informed citizens is continue to push for that action and continue to question why it hasn't happened. That's probably the best we can do, right? Ay, ay, ay. And don't think that the timing is just convenient. It just happens to be, oh, oops, just so happened to come out now. It's like the least harmful time that it could come out. And it comes out. So there you go. I want to talk about the Trump CNN town hall. And I'm just going to look, I'm so late to the game on this that I'm only going to touch on it very briefly because you've probably heard 
a thousand different commentaries on this, and I don't want to, I don't want to just repeat what everybody says, because I agree with most of the takes that I've seen. Uh, you know, we know why CNN did this. So the, the first question is, why would CNN do this? Well, they did it for ratings, duh. We're at a time right now where Fox News is hurting really bad. They've they've siphoned away a lot of their audience, and CNN realizes that by running this town hall, they're gonna they can steal some of that audience, even if it's just for one night. And that's that they did. They got like three million viewers for the Trump town hall. So so mission accomplished there. Um, you know, the moderator, her performance, uh, yeah, it was it was awful. It was really actually bad. Um, really actually bad in a sense that she kept interrupting him. And I don't think she wasn't even theoretically accomplishing what she was trying to accomplish in a sense that like, if you're going to fact check somebody live while they're talking, you don't want to come off like an insufferable B word when you're doing it. And and she absolutely did. Like I, there's no way that you can leave that town hall with a favorable opinion of the moderator. Um, because she just came off as like this insufferable B just insufferable. Um, and so you actually, that's why the audience cheered when Trump said she was nasty. And I love how they, CNN tries to highlight those things, like Trump calling the cop that killed Ashley Babbitt, you know, the murderer, the murderer calling him a thug. Um, and then they just, he, he happens to be black. And so they're like, oh my God, Trump's calling a black guy a thug. Well, some black people are thugs. Okay. Some white people are thugs. Some red people are thugs. Some green people are thugs. It doesn't matter. The color of your skin does not... Um, a thug make you, your actions make you a thug. And he is in fact a murderer who will never also be charged or never go to jail or never be, you know, face justice for murdering Ashley Babbitt, which he absolutely did, um, during the staged fake January 6th riots. Um, so anyways, I, you know, but I digress. Uh, there were moments where I think Trump performed ineffectively the very beginning when it was very clear and obvious that CNN was going to hit him on some of the, the um, topics that independent voters specifically find annoying. So um, 20, the 2020 election, for instance, is one that independent voters, when you poll them, tend to say that they just don't want to hear about anymore. They want Trump to move on. And so, of course, CNN is going to jump right into it, right out of the gate. And then claim that he lies when he says that it's rigged, but he's not lying. Like the game was certainly rigged. He's not talking about the Dominion voting machines or whatever garbage Sidney Powell was, was spewing. Um, or that Lynn Wood lunatic. He's talking about legitimate, actual steps that were taken by state legislators and Democrats to um, make it very easy for Democrats to manipulate the system so their candidate would win. There's a reason that Joe Biden didn't campaign like at all and still won the election. And it's easy to say, well, that's because Trump is very unlikable. That's an, that's not, not it though. That's not the, the, the clear picture of what happened. It was, it was ballot harvesting and, and uh, COVID and voting from home, voting by mail that really killed Trump particularly the ballot harvesting. So, um, you know, and, and you should ask yourself if you're a Republican voter, what's the Republican party doing to counteract this in 2024? I think you'll be disappointed with the answer. Guess we should have put Harmeet, um, in charge. You might want to look at your, uh, the people who voted and, and decided that, uh, Romney 
stay in charge of the Republican Party. And then ask yourselves, how do I get these people out of here? How do I get this rot out of my disgusting party that's going to do nothing to ensure that we win 2024? And because of that, they can run Biden again, who can't even tell what day it is, if his shoes are tied, or who his wife is. And he'll probably win again because the system is rigged. It's not a lie to say that. It's not deceptive to say that. CNN wants you to think it is. It's not. The game is rigged. And until Republicans start playing by the same rules that Democrats are playing by, you know, oh, but we're the higher ground. Well, good luck with your higher ground when you have zero power and you're being thrown in jail because you don't agree with the, the uniparty. Good luck with that. Tell me where your higher ground gets you from a prison cell. It's like idiots. But anyways, Trump killed it on some some topics. The Ukraine war, he absolutely slaughtered with his answer on that. You know, when he said he doesn't care about, he doesn't think in terms of who winning and losing. He thinks in terms of, I want people to stop dying. It was a beautiful answer. Probably the best answer that any politician has given in regards to Ukraine war ever. It was probably like the best. And I think he won, he won some voters there. And, and also, you know, they kept trying to press him on abortion and would he sign a national abortion ban, which by the way, is a, is a stupid question. Whether you are pro-life like myself or not, it is a silly thing to assume that a federal, um, abortion ban would go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. Okay. It's not. And a federal abortion ban would face the same scrutiny from the Supreme court that, um, Roe versus Wade did because it, it theoretically that decision was rendered because it should be up to the States. It should be up to the States. So that's, that's the whole thing. It's, it's, it's a pointless question to ask whether or not Trump would sign a federal abortion ban because it doesn't matter. A federal abortion ban goes nowhere. It's, it's just a gotcha question. They ask it because they want him to take a stance. They want him to say out loud what his position is on this so that they can either use it to, to ping him against pro-life people or use it to ping him against pro-choice people. Right. Either way he answers, he's throwing himself under the bus. So I thought he did a good job not taking a stance on that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else he really killed it on. Cause there was, Oh, the economy talking about the, the debt, the national debt and defaulting on that, which I thought was interesting. He had a lot of snappy Trumpy comebacks, which were great. Cause everybody loves to see Trump in that element. Like some people think, Oh, that's an, like Trump does that. And it annoys some people. No, people enjoy that Trump. That Trump is entertaining. And when people watch these boring, stodgy political debates, whether the or debates, that's what it felt like. It was a town hall. It was supposed to be, but it was really a debate between the moderator, Caitlin Collins. And um, I think that's her name and Trump. It was really a debate. And like people want to see Trump, the unhinged Trump, the like free Trump, the Trump that's willing to say what other candidates aren't going to say because they think it's funny. That crowd was eating up everything he said and was laughing. And then afterwards, when CNN had their little panel of voters and they asked, aren't you kind of annoyed that Trump keeps uh, talking about 2020 and uh, he won't let it go and keeps lying about it? And the voter was like, dude, you asked about it. It was literally the first question you asked about. I loved that. That was so beautiful because it's like exactly what I was thinking was, yeah, okay, you want him to stop talking about it, yet you won't shut up about it. You keep asking him about it and keep pressing him about it. You know where he stands on this. It's just so funny. So he eviscerated that town hall so much so that they, had, they cut it early. They cut it like 20 minutes early. CNN did. They made the decision. And then afterwards, they went on this like apology tour where you had Anderson Cooper and his stupid little face 
out there the next day like apologizing to CNN viewers because of the hate and the lies and the and it's like dude your viewers are so weak like such weak people they can't even stand to hear any opposition at all they'd rather just put their head in the sand and that's why they're all so stupid and that's why you get stupid people like that Lance guy that went on Timcast and he gets absolutely obliterated he gets embarrassed because he's so stupid because he won't open his eyes to what the other side thinks he won't even listen to it he'd rather just put his head in the sand and try to take the moral high ground, I guess, even though it's a strange moral high ground you're taking. Openly advocating for murdering children is a very strange, like, high ground. But not by heroin. Only by tearing their body parts apart and pulling them out. And then pretending like you don't know that's what they do. And saying, I don't know, this is a medical procedure. I don't know, even though it all comes out of the birth canal. You just sound like a stupid idiot. Anyways, and CNN voters are just, or CNN watchers are just, in fact, stupid idiots. They're just stupid idiots. So sort of is what it is. Um, okay. Finally, Ron DeSantis. I wanted to touch on DeSantis because it is very likely, and I'm hearing this from people that DeSantis within the next like two weeks, two to three weeks is absolutely going to throw his hat in the ring. He is running. He is, there was a New York times article. I think that came out. It's basically they're banking on the fact that like Trump could face legal problems. And that Trump isn't as popular in states like Iowa or New Hampshire, and they think that they can gain ground there in a primary. I think this is such a terrible idea for Ron DeSantis. I think the people that Ron DeSantis are, is aligning himself with are bad people. I really do. Because if I were advising Ron DeSantis, here's what I would say. I, I understand that right now you are as hot as you're ever going to be, right? You've done some great things in Florida. You've made national news with some of the decisions that you've made. And, and you, your star is as bright as it's ever been. But if I were you, I would weigh that very heavily against the idea of going up against the, the Leviathan in the Republican Party right now. And that is Donald Trump. Donald Trump, whether you love him or hate him, has a fervent base of supporters. And if you, may, if you sit 2024 out, maybe... You wait until 2028 and you have the favor of those fervent supporters of Trump, you could likely win. But if you piss off the Trump voters, what you're going to do, trust me, and he's going to make sure that you do, whether you mean it or not, whether you say all of the right things, it doesn't matter. They're going to be framed in a way where you look like the bad guy and his voters are going to see you as the bad guy. And Ron, you cannot afford that. Okay. The damage you're going to do to your reputation is not only going to damn your political future in 2028, it might damn another run for the governor seat. And you need to be very careful. Some of the things that aren't exposed, because you're really just in Florida and you're kind of focusing your, your efforts there and really the news can highlight all your wins. Um, but now people are starting to focus on the things that you would focus on during a presidential campaign, things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but matter a lot to voters. And that's like, are you a likable person? Who's endorsing you? Why do you do that weird thing with your head? These sound like so stupid, but they're legitimately things that voters are asking. And they're, they probably mean more than policy, believe it or not. And not only that, but now you're running against Trump and you're running very behind by the way, like so behind that. I think a lot of people are asking, why are you getting in the race? 
And there's a lot of shills and a lot of people on Twitter, and not even, they're not all shills, like people who really believe DeSantis is the better choice. Like Matt Walsh, I think, believes DeSantis is, I'm speaking for him, but I think he believes DeSantis is the better choice. Matt Walsh is a very smart person, but, and DeSantis might be the better choice, but the truth is he's not going to be the choice. Unless Trump is disqualified, absolutely disqualified from running for office, I don't see a world where DeSantis is is the choice. And maybe I'll eat crow. Maybe in six months to a year, I'll be looking back at this episode of the podcast and I'll be like, boy, what an idiot I am. But right now, I just don't see it. Do you see it? Do you think it's possible? I'd say that Vivek Ramaswamy has a better chance right now than DeSantis. I think RFK Jr. definitely has a better chance. And he's running against the sitting president in his party that refuses to do debates or run a primary at all. He's pulling at 20%, by the way. I just don't, I don't see it. I'd love to see it. Comment in the comments. Let me know. Tweet at Vegan Wing. Tweet me. Let me know. Is there a chance? Am I missing something? What am I missing? Please let me know. Anyways, that's going to do it for today, folks. Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. We'll be back later this week with another episode. We'll probably hit on another dietary thing in that episode because I like to mix it up. So we'll talk a little bit about diet and and nutrition. I'm kind of looking at some stuff I'd like to talk about. So we'll hit that then. Um, But until then, please have a great week, folks. Please make it a great week. Hang out with the people you love. Let them know you love them. And I will see you all in the next one. Peace.